Take two. <laughs> Take two. God oh, no. damn it. I should have looked. Oh, All right. No. 20 minutes of sports talk is gone. 20 minutes of sports talk. Off the books. <laughs> okay. Recap. In about two minutes. Disappointing day for the Cardinals, but still excited about the year. Battle Hawks going to possibly win a championship. STL Soccer Club, still really fun to watch that. Uh, Mizzou, I'm very interested in how the uh, roster is going to shake out. Uh, the Blues, they, they are well, – what what phrase did I use? They're, not, you said they're not bad enough to be crappy, but not good enough to be good, essentially. There you go. Yeah, there you go. And there you go. Boom. Right. Two-minute re- two wrap-up. We yeah. did it. See, it's all good. <laughs> Take two, take two, going right. live. Oh man! So, um, on to the nerd stuff because I'm sure everyone likes to tune in and hear us talk about sports for a long time. <laughs> so maybe that maybe it was meant to be. It was in the cards to be that way. Maybe. You you drinking oh, anything tonight? Just water. All right. <laughs> That's all I got going on. Right now. I've got this cherry a la mode pastry stout by Alpha Brewing in St. Louis, and it's. I'm not gonna lie, that sounds awful. It kind of is. <laughs> <laughs> still, but still, probably not as bad as my Lithuanian beer from that one time. That, no, I don't think anything will be worse than that. <laughs> it, it's just weird. It's almost got like a cinnamon flavor to it. I think it's supposed to be going for like a cherry pie type taste. Almost like a, almost like a fireball beer. Kind of a little bit. Let's see. Uh, take here's what it says: Take time to unplug and go back to the days of pies in the window and being home by dinner time with this decadent sour ale brewed with loads of cherry, lactose, vanilla, and a hint of cinnamon. It's a tart cherry pie in a can. Pairs with whipped cream and coffee. Huh. Seven percent ABV. Not not a fan. I'd like two on a five. Okay. Ooh, that's not good. No. Not good at all. So. All right. So then I'm going to go to this uh, Broadway brewery from uh, Columbia. It's a go-kart yep. camp, a hazy IPA. Looks okay. like a Mario Kart, like an 8-bit Mario Kart. I don't know if you can see. Oh, cool. Yeah. Actually, yeah. That's so really cool. hopefully this is better. It looks like the font from uh, Super Mario World from uh, the Super Nintendo. Yeah. Or, or Mario Kart. Yeah. But, um, okay. But, hey. Uh, let's move into one of the topics I want to cover because we're way behind on that. Yeah. And I just want to go over these a little bit. Uh, the 20, 2023 Oscars. Okay. Uh, did you get a chance to actually look and see? Because I know for a fact you didn't watch. There's no way no. you did. Okay. I don't think anyone watches it. Who watches it all anymore? I, uh, movie people? Like people that are in on it? <laughs> well, we are movie people. <laughs> yeah, but like we're more, we're the more general movie audience. A lot of what yeah. goes into the Academy Awards is not stuff that's the typical people watch. I would say that if I didn't have children, I would probably watch most of these movies. I yeah. find a way to go. That'd be like one of my things I go do to get out of the house and still have a life of some kind. <laughs> yeah. Would be to go do that stuff. But um, I just wanted to go over these real quick and get your takes on them. Okay. Okay. All right. So best actor was Brendan Fraser for the whale. I really want to see it. I do too. I really do. It's it's based on a one room play though. Like it's it's set that it's a one set play. I think was what I read at one point. Hmm. But maybe I'm misremembering. I don't know. But uh, I point out that uh, the Elvis movie that neither one of us want to watch. I don't think <laughs> that guy got nominated for playing Elvis. Yeah. So maybe he did a great job. I don't know. Yeah. But it, the only other uh, only other role that I was like I thought interesting was that Colin Farrell got nominated for the Banshees of Inner Sharon, if I can yes. pronounce it right, which. 
What do you think about that? I think that's actually well warranted. I thought he was great in it. I yeah, I thought so too. Um, weird movie, but it was I really enjoyed it. Super weird movie, and that's the thing. You know how I don't really appreciate really weird movies, but I like that one. Yeah. I really do. It's been growing on me more and more, to be honest with you. Because you um, sit there and think about like why you, we don't know why they had their little riff, really. Exactly. That I mean, they hinted at things, but I don't know. I I enjoyed that a lot. I I wish he would have won. What it was mm-hmm. was he best actor or best supporting? No, that was best actor. Best actor. So Brandon, okay, and, but I'm good 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 on Brendan Fraser yes. for coming back. Make talk about a redemption story for his career. That's really cool. Yeah. So I mean, who who wouldn't want to see that? So right. Good guy. See, he seems like a really good guy, and it's it, it's his just rewards. Is what I say about that. Yeah. So. Um, so best now here supporting actor is what you were just talking about. Uh, Kihui Kwan for yes. your movie, he won. So, so short round, aka Data, which who doesn't love that guy? No, I know uh, it, it's it, it was so fitting that that guy won, but it was when he, I guess, when he went up there to accept it for best picture, he was the first one to go up there for best picture. I get with, with him and Harrison Ford. Yes, that was that. What a moment! Oh, what I know. A, what a that that'll get people to watch it on YouTube, I guess, at least to watch that clip. Yeah, that was amazing. Well, <laughs> all I, the only memes I think I saw over and over again were just, "We did it, Doctor Jones." <laughs> yeah, there there was that one, and then there was one of Polly Shore noting mm. that he's the only one from Encino Man without a Academy I know, Award. Yeah, now. that's great. Well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> for, yeah, everyone always forgets. Yeah, he was a uh, head of the computer club. Yeah. <laughs> And, and uh, they accepted him as part. Of, they accepted a uh, Brendan Fraser character, uh, yep, <laughs> Link, as the uh, in the computer club. But pointed out again, uh, Brendan Gleeson from Banshees of Inner Sharin was nominated as well. Yeah. So that's our movie. And then uh, Barry Keegan. So all the actors from that movie got nominated. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. Which Barry Keegan's role was very, uh, very small. Yeah, it was. And um, Judd Hirsch. I'll throw out that Judd Hirsch got uh, a nomination for uh, the Fablemans. Mm. Um, I still want to see one. that. I know it's the that's out of all these uh, Oscar movies, that's the one I want to watch the most. Yeah. And then uh, Michelle Yeoh or Yao is it Yeoh or Yao? How are you? Yao. Yeah, she won for uh, everywhere. Every, yeah, everything everywhere at once. Um, Ana de Armas. I never thought she'd be an actress that would uh be nominated because she's not. I don't. She's. She struggles with the language still at times, is what I I see, and it's hard to understand her in movies at times. But I guess, well, yeah. Well, you... And if you think like she started in that Eli Roth Keanu Reeves movie, I know, right? <laughs> was it was it Knock Knock or something like that? Something like that. Yeah, but hey, great ending to that movie, man. That was hilarious. Yeah, at least it made me laugh. I don't think you're supposed to laugh, but I did. Yeah. <laughs> Very dark, we'll say. Very dark. Yes. And then um. Okay, a supporting actress, Jamie Lee Curtis, which she wasn't even in the movie that much, to be honest with you. Was she, if I remember correctly? Um, she was in a little bit. I mean, she was the tag. she was in, she was good. But, I mean, you're, you're putting her up against Angela Bassett for Black Panther, and Angela Bassett was in Black Panther a lot. Actually, um, I don't think – I think they went back to see how much time she was in it, and she wasn't in it a lot, but it was just so impactful when she was in it. Really? I make man. I guess I gotta go back and watch it again. I, I I feels like she was in it a lot. Um, and then uh, hold on. I want to go back to best actress because I find it funny that 
and the whale. Well, I don't know. I didn't see it enough, I guess, because I do know that the girl from um, Stranger Things was in the movie, but I don't think she was nominated for anything in it. Hmm. And I thought she was like one of the big selling points of the movie, I thought, but I guess not. But uh, And then Carrie Condon, she was nominated for Banshees. So everybody in Banshees got their nods, that's for sure. So Angela Bassett was in Black Panther 2 for 21 minutes, 57 seconds. About 13% really? of the film. That's a long movie. Black Panther 2 is a long movie. Yeah. No joke. So, so. Uh, here's somebody who actually broke it down um, okay. for the best supporting actresses. Um all right. Jamie Lee Curtis was at the low end, 17 minutes, 15 seconds, or 12% of the movie. Oh, wait, wait, say that one more time. J- How long was she in it? Seven, 17 minutes, 15 seconds. That was about 12, okay. 12% okay. of the movie. Yeah. Um, and then Angela Bassett was the second shortest at 2157, 13%. Okay. Uh, but again, these are supporting roles, so they're not supposed to be in the, yeah, you know, for a ton of it, I guess. But or and so not the focal point, but still, yeah, you think they've been there a little bit more. But yeah. Barry Keegan was in his in uh, Banshees. So, for, Barry Keegan was in Banshees for thirteen minutes fifty seconds. Huh. Wow. Thirteen minutes of work, and you get a nomination like that. That's crazy. No. But he was good in it, though. Yeah. I, I liked everyone's performance in that movie. So. All right, here we go. I'm going to go on to animated feature film, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Never saw it. Interesting. I, that's one, yeah, I never I never got around to seeing it. Uh, let's see. I did not hear Marcel, The Shell with Shoes On. Never even heard of that one. Mm-mm. Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, The Sea Beast, and Turning Red. I heard Puss in Boots was my, good. My girls didn't even like the movie. I heard but that was good, yeah. but And then Turning Red, I heard my, my daughters didn't even like it that much. They, they said it was okay, but yeah. Are, are we seeing the decline see, of Pixar? Some... Um, well, well, I'll give you an answer after El- the it's called Elements or Elemental or whatever yeah. comes out. I'll let you know after that one because, okay. yeah, we've I think we've had some uh, some duds here in a row. I think we've talked about that before. Yeah, how they yeah it's been a little. Um, I don't know if it's de- a decline versus just I don't know. I don't know what it is. I think sometimes they're trying to be a little too preachy in their movies. Maybe is what it is. Yeah, they're, they're taking on topics that are just maybe just a little too advanced for kids. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, if you think of the first few, they were very simple. Exactly. Like every kid can, you know, every kid and adult can relate to toys. Yeah, so, Toy Story, right? So everyone can, you know, or what goes on with know. the monsters I, under your bed. Yeah, exactly. So, I we'll see. We'll we'll see. I I have a lot of hope for uh that the new one that's going to be coming out. That looks really good. Yeah. Let's see here. Next up is cinematography. All Quiet on the Western Front. Did you ever get around to watching that one? I've watched about half of it. It was good. It's okay. it's something I had to pay more attention to. Not something I could have on. Oh yeah. 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 No. Well, especially if you watch it with this. If, well, did you watch? Are you watching it dubbed or subtitled? I, I was doing dubbed. Okay. See, I, I, know, I did subtitles. So I definitely gave it my full attention with the subtitles. Yeah, I knew for a fact yeah. if I had the subtitles on, there was no way I was going to be able to do it. Gotcha. Yeah. No. And I, uh, I, I really enjoyed it. And uh, winning cinematography, I totally get it. Yeah. It, 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 it makes total, sense, especially in one scene where it's a nonstop shot of him running 
on the battlefield. It was unreal. So. It's, I'm surprised more war movies don't win that because there's so much good cinematography in them. Because yep. even like 1917, which was mm-hmm. an okay movie, but there mm-hmm. were so many long uh, panning shots. Yeah. Where they, they no cuts. I mean, I, I just find that amazing that they can do this in one take. And, and I don't know. Um, okay, costume design, Black Panther. Uh, okay. I mean, I, don't, I can't speak one way or the other as far as I, like everything everywhere all at once got nominated for costume design, but they were just wearing normal clothes, if I remember. There yeah. Anything too crazy in that one. So I, I mean, maybe, I mean, maybe when they jumped. Sense. When they jump to diff- different parts of the multiverse, maybe? Maybe. Yeah, maybe you're right. Uh, but uh, and then directing was everything, all, everything everywhere at once. I didn't realize it was a, it was a, a team. That yes. Two guys were directing it. It was the, Daniel the Daniels. Scheinert. They were the ones that won. I, I didn't so mention. I, I, just swore, I, bet you, I, I'm, I know that they wanted to give that movie all, all the awards there, but man. From all the talk, it sounded like Spielberg was going to win for Fablemans because that movie I heard was really. It's just I've heard it's just a really powerful movie. Yeah, I I meant to say something when you talked about uh, Jamie Lee Curtis's best supporting actress. No, but- I, I think I sent it to you, but there was a meme where she posted a picture of her awards from the movie, and she put the um, the Academy yeah, Award, the, 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 yeah, SAG the SAG Award, the- and then the butt yeah. plug. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> go her. Nice. That's pretty funny, dude. Yes. Yeah. Oh man. All right, and so the documentaries. These are. I'll be honest. With you, I tr- I do try to go back on past years and try to watch as many of the documentaries as I can. Yeah. Just because I love them, but man, I haven't heard of a single one of these. Usually, I at least hear of one of them that get nominated. I know the one that won, which I go. To, I guess it's pronounced Navalny, Navalny, maybe Navalny or Navalny, and that's on HBO right now. So I know it's out there to be able to watch. I just I have no clue what it's about. Okay. And I don't I won't even talk about the other ones at all because I don't have any clue what they are. Yeah. And then All Quiet on the Western Front won Best International Film. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Because I think I heard of The Quiet Girl, but I haven't heard of any of the other ones. Yeah, I have no clue. No, Belgium. I, no, wait, no, not Belgium. I'm sorry. Though I thought that. I think there's a movie that came out called Belgium or something like that, wasn't there? I don't know. Okay. Let's see. Oh, look at that! The Batman got nominated for makeup and hairstyling. Didn't know that. The, the emo look on Batman. Yeah, <laughs> got a nomination. <laughs> all it takes is to go. Just go emo, man. That's all it takes. Just, just some eyeliner. Exactly. Overdone eyeliner. Uh, best musical score, all quiet on the Western Front. I don't remember that well, to be honest with you. Yeah, I don't either. Winner for best original song was from your movie RRR that I cannot get through. I did tell you I just tried to watch that, didn't I? I you were you were starting it last we talked about it. Yeah, yeah I tried. I then I haven't gone back. It's just not my thing. I can't believe it won for it won for an original song. I don't know which one it is, but it did win one. Uh, yeah, I don't remember Natu Natu from it, so. And here's something that's sad is that I believe Avatar is already out for home ownerships. So I didn't get to see that in the theater, so I'll never be able to see that. Yeah, I'm sad about that. I was just seeing ads today for it that it's out on digital. Just, oh, I can't believe it. I'm the worst about trying to get to the movies. Um, it it's hard when your kids are younger. Yeah, because um, my 
Well, my kids, but even if my kids roll, they don't care about movies. That like they'll well, that's they'll, true. they'll go see the Marvel ones and the comic book ones. But as far as just seeing just about everything, they they don't really care that much about anything. No, like this is the one that really this is the one that it makes me the most sad. Mm-hmm. It makes me the most sad. Yeah, is for sound. Yep. Top gun one sound, and I didn't see it in the thing of the theater. And I know why it won for sound. I know. Oh, yeah. As I was watching it, I go, God, this would be so much better in the theater because when you hear the roar of the jet engines, I just know that theater would just been just humming the whole time. And yeah. You could just feel it. It's one of those things where you feel the movie, you know? So I'm just like, the Batman's on there for best sound too. So think about when the Batmobile would fire up that sound throughout every plane yeah. scene. So. I know, I know. Oh, it, it 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 just goes to show that there is still a reason why going to see movies in a theater is still a thing. It's, it's still an experience. Oh yeah, and you, it's it's not just about you know. Of course, the cost is always going to be cheaper to stay home, and but you don't get the full effect of some like you can't you can't see the movie the way maybe the director wanted you to see the movie. You yeah, know, to, to experience it the way they want you to experience it. So cost might be an issue other places but like our theater i paid yeah. seven bucks a ticket for me and madeline to see uh shazam 2 okay. if you go in the afternoon it's like five bucks nice. out, out, it's our little theater that no one goes to like <laughs> yeah. we're talking about going to see dungeons and dragons this weekend everyone That's wants to see it reviews yeah. yeah it's been getting really good reviews i'll tell you that and then I'm going to look this up here real quick because if that's the name I'm thinking of, so well, that's not fair. I was surprised. Every like Tar was on all like the best lists, mm-hmm. and I haven't seen it a whole lot on here. Screenplay, yeah, original screenplay. Oh, it was on best picture. Um, director. Okay, yeah, it just got shut out. It looks like yeah, yeah that that one's on good. Peacock. I just I'll have to, you know, I don't I, know. I, I, I don't even know what's about. I'll let you I'll let you do the testing on that one. Well, it's about a composer. And yeah. I've pulled it up multiple times, like, do I want to do it? And then I'm like, no, there's other stuff I'd rather watch. Yeah. But hey, look at that. Ryan Johnson got one for Glass Onion Knives Out. That was good. I enjoyed that. That was fun. That's a fun movie. I haven't watched it yet. I think we might go back and watch the original first. I, okay. Like yeah, we've yeah. seen it, it's just been a while. Um, I just like uh, Daniel Craig's performances in him. I yeah. think he's just fun to watch. And it's just something that's totally just not him, you know. It's yeah. just the opposite. Of him. I don't think there was anything too bad in the first one, so like I, the kids would probably want to watch it with us too. Yeah, I don't think there's anything like as far as like from like an adult themed thing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Sexual. There's anything in there that you have to worry about? Yeah, my kids have yeah, seen Deadpool though, so. Yep. So, but no, I just wanted to go over that. I, it, it's a year where we can go. We want to see a bunch of these things. Um, I think out of this list, I'll say of the ones I really want to see, the Fablemans and the Whale are probably the two that I will actively try to go find a way to watch them. Yeah, um, I don't. Really, I don't care too much about seeing Pinocchio. I don't have any really desire to see that one. I think um, if I get to a point where I've seen everything else, I might go check it out just to see. Yeah. Yeah, and I'll, I'll excuse me. I'll let you if you if you watch Tar and you give give me the thumbs up and say give it a shot, maybe I'll I'll watch it then. But not one I'm going to go seek out. Yeah. And then I will try to see. I don't know. Maybe it's still in the theater. It could just because it's it's out for digital. Does it mean it's worked its way out of the theater altogether? I don't know. I, I, Avatar is when I really want to see it in the theater. I, yeah. Just 
we'll get around to seeing it. <laughs> I really want to though. Yeah, because that I mean that's really the the best part of it is being in the theater to see it. Yeah. yeah. So no, that's that's all I've got as far as uh, that topic, and then we had uh, just one more. And I have a, one other thing I wanted to talk about. Yeah. Right. Was uh, the the rumor about the Superman casting? I I don't think it's really a rumor worth ta- worth talking about too much, right? No, because James Gunn. I mean, uh, what what was the the guy's name? Logan Lerman. Okay, and you said he was in the Percy Jackson movies. He's he is Percy Jackson. He's the he's the lead in the movie. Yeah. And the ne- other movie that he's well known for is the Percy being a wallflower. He's okay. Nominal in that movie. That's a really. If you've never seen that one, I highly recommend it. I haven't. Good. Um, it's okay. like on one of our lists on one of the streaming apps to watch. Yeah. And I think my daughter has the book, but it's never been read. Yeah. So, okay. But no, it's it's super good. He's good in that. And then the only other one I'll recommend with him in it is Fury, uh, the tank movie with Brad yeah. Pitt and a bunch of other guys. Fury is one of those war movies that is overlooked a lot. And how good that movie is! I love Fury. That's a great. One. I haven't seen it, but because of the hype, I was excited about Suicide Squad because that was the the same director, right? Yeah. Dare, Dare, Dare. Dare. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so I, I, if you've never seen Fury, highly recommend it. It's really good. Um, and the first thing I looked up when I looked up Logan Lerman was, but I like him as an actor. He's actually a really, really good actor. Yeah. Um, he's one of those when he was a child. Like I don't want to call him a child. He's when Percy. It's a, it's a, it's a young adult movie, right? Percy yeah. Jackson. Yeah. the young adult novel. Yep. Uh, what I liked about him was that he wasn't a Disney actor, if that makes sense to you, where he's not over the top dramatic. You know. Yeah. It doesn't look. He he, he can pull off the. I'm trying. What's a good comparison for him to someone that's doing big right now? I'm trying to think. Um, maybe like a. He's just not over the top. That's, that's yeah. all I'll say. I think I'm with something on the fly here, but probably uh, like a Zach Efron. No, 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 no. No, I mean uh, like more in that vein where not oh, over yeah. the top. Yeah. yeah. I don't, I'm not going to talk about it, but Efron's evolving as an actor. That dude's doing oh, yeah. well. He's one of those guys. I, he's just going to last for a while. I think he's really good. I enjoy his movies. Yes, I do too. No. Uh, Logan Lerman. The thing you'll notice about him, if you ever get around to watching some of his movies, though, was he didn't really grow. He's small. He's yeah. A small guy. And I looked it up. He's only five seven. Yeah. I when I think Superman, I don't think five foot seven and skinny. Like <laughs> I just don't. You minimum know, six four. Physique. I, when I think Superman, I yeah, I'm thinking the Henry Henry Cavill. I don't know how tall he is. He's got to be at least six foot. Yeah, I, at least right. But he's also bulked. Like he's him and um, Tom Hardy. Like they have the the shoulders. You know what I'm talking about. Yep. Like you go, oh god, this guy can mess you up for real because <laughs> that dude, they're just big guys. Yeah. Um, Logan Lerman is just not, he doesn't now, but maybe that's what James Gunn is going for the more unassuming right. guy because, um, Henry Cavill is 6'1. Oh, and that's, you know, that's, that's my height. And I'm, I'm not tall, but I'm not also not short. Right. So, yeah. um, I still think of when I think of Superman though. The Brandon Ralph height seems just about right to me. He's a tall guy. Like he's like what six five maybe even maybe six four six five. Um, pull him up real quick. But while you're doing that, I'll I'll dip into my homework a little bit. I I watched the pilot of the uh, Superman and Lois show. Yes. I don't know if you've been watching that at all. I've not. He uh, Brandon Ralph is six two. Only six two. Yeah. Wow, okay. He seems a lot taller to me for some reason. I don't know why. 
Wow, wow, wow. Okay. Well, Wikipedia yeah, well, says yeah. six, two and a half. So yeah, don't cheat him as half injury. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, when I'm watching the Superman Low show, that the guy that's playing him, Tyler, Tyler Hoechlin, yep, he is very on it. It's 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 off putting because when he's in his Clark role, he is a skinny, lanky dude. He's yep. not built. He's and then as soon as six feet tall. Six foot. So, but when you look at Tyler, the problem with him is when they put the suit on him, it's a muscle suit that looks awkward. Oh, he puts on yeah. about twenty pounds of muscle in the in the suit. Like, versus when they dress him in his Clark clothes, it's all tight, tailored. He looks like a metrosexual guy. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? It's, Just, he wears the nicest clothes possible. He he's got the uh, Shazam suit. Yeah, exactly. There you go. The most the, that. That's one of the off-putting things about the Shazam thing is, yeah, the suit. <laughs> it really is. But you know, though, of all of all the DC movies, that's when it fits with the best because, yeah, it's so lighthearted. It yeah. makes more sense for it. It's supposed to be a little bit hokey. Yeah. Totally get it. Yeah, yeah, totally get it. And then, um, so yeah, I, I just depends on what he's trying to go for as far as as he going for an unassuming guy and he wants a smaller Clark and Superman. I, that just doesn't make sense to me. It just, it's not Superman. And yeah. When you look at him, he just doesn't have the look of, of a Clark. He just doesn't. Right. Just, when, you don't, when you look at him, you just don't see that. Um, but, you know, and we can say James Gunn said no. I don't even know who he is, but that's bullshit. They all know who everybody is in Hollywood. Um, plus, plus, if he was considering, he wouldn't want the news to get out that he was, you know? Yeah, but at the same time, James Gunn is pretty forthcoming on social media when people ask him stuff. And here's one from right field, and I swear if he does this, I'm not going to be too excited about it. Mm-hmm. But if he um, does Dave Bautista, because I know how much he loves him, <laughs> you know, and he puts him in his stuff, right? <laughs> um, I, he has the physicality, I guess, as far as the muscle mass. Yeah. But he is not Superman. He is no, not. No, <laughs> no. I mean, so he would be a better, he'd be a better Black Adam. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. So, but um, Logan Lerman is shorter than me. Yeah, he's he's. He, I told you he's small. He's a really small guy. Yeah, he just doesn't fit the role. He just does not. Like I'm, I'm um, looking at Google Images. Yeah. Uh, he's yeah. I don't think he could pull it off. In, in our last uh, episode, did we talk about my uh, the idea for Perry White? No. Uh, Nick Offerman. Ooh, that'd be good. Yeah, I, I could or or have him be Jonathan Kent if, he, if they're going to do his parents in there. I don't I don't know if, mm. if Jonathan's dead in James Gunn's version or not, you know. Yeah. Or dies during it. <clears throat> but um, I definitely see Offerman as Jonathan as well. But yeah, someone posts because well, what they did was they took John or Nick Offerman and his real life, his real life spouse. Yeah. Whatever her name is. Megan Milani. Or, said, yeah, they were trying yeah, to cast him as Jonathan and Martha. Or as uh, Perry White, which I thought Perry, him as Perry White fits really well. I like that casting a lot. I really do. Megan Maroney. So no, no but, not Megan Maroney. Yeah, but um, Mo- I don't know. I yeah, it's so far off in the in the future. It feels isn't it supposed to be like a twenty twenty five release for that? Yes, uh, mid twenty twenty five. See, and that's and but I, I'm excited. To, I I want to know. I don't want to know plot. I just want to know 
which characters he's planning on having in the movie. <laughs> so you could start and then maybe start debating like, like for example, with with Snyder's version, when you had Jimmy Olsen, it wasn't Jimmy Olsen. It was, no, it was, was Jimmy they did the they did the the switch where it was a female. So is no. it gonna be Perry White? No. Is it gonna be Perry White? Or is it gonna be Penny White? <laughs> you know, stuff like that. No, the the uh, Snyder version, he was a CIA agent. Well d- d- yes and no. Yes. Jimmy Olsen was yes. When they used the character name of Jimmy Olsen, yeah. it was a he was a CIA guy when he was over there with Lois. But when you go into when there's when you're at the at the um at the Daily Planet, yeah, there's a character. Her name is Jenny Olson. Okay, I didn't. I don't remember that. I must have blocked it yeah. out. No, yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, you're not wrong. He's he's in there. They just they just did that, but then they did the the gender swap for the actual, you know, newsroom yeah present of a younger kid in there. So yeah, because um, la- last week when we finished recording, I went upstairs and that's what they were watching was Batman v Superman. Oh really? Yeah, and there's a there was a Reddit thread out this week where there's so much love coming out for that and there's a lot mm. of push for people not still not letting go and i think snyder himself has moved on i really do I think oh he's no he hasn't on his own I- he hasn't oh really he's doing oh, a another snyder cut um like a theatrical showing where he's going to introduce well, they're doing a, they're- yeah but they're where they're showing all three films at the same time or something like that well there's new footage in it and he's gotten oh really he's gotten okay from uh, Warner Brothers to put in John Stewart and Kilowog as the Green Lanterns as he as he intended. So at the part where at the end of the movie where John Jones shows yeah. up and yeah, it's going to be the Green Lanterns. No fucking way! Is I, this, and this is only in theaters. Is this going to hit on HBO at some point? Um, I I don't know. It's oh, Kilowog, Cause he, dude. Because he made Kilowog. All right, I'm. It, I saw the sun Reddit today. Um, wow. He yeah, because he teased a few weeks ago that something was coming, and everyone's like, "Oh, they're bringing back the Snyderverse." No, it's just the the showing of his movies. Here's the thing: Why not? If the Reeves gets a Reeves verse where it's Elseworld, and you're gonna have a gun verse, why not just let Snyder do whatever the fuck he wants? You know what I mean? Uh, or why? Why doesn't Gunn just say, "Look, we're doing Elseworld stuff. Let's just let him do it." Why? What's What's the worst that could happen? Because here's the thing: if the Flash performs well and people like it, because <laughs> here's the thing: you know what side I'm on. I'm all for Schneider to keep doing his thing. I want to see him fulfill his vision all the way through until he officially taps out and says, "I'm done." Yeah. Because. I know you're not a fan, but I'm sorry. If they would have just butted out and let the Snyder Cut be, if the I'm sorry, it would have really, gone to the tragedy with his daughter. Had that not occurred, that's a whole different thing too. Yes, but um, yeah, that, that who knows what would have happened at that point. But also with the fact that they butted in and didn't let him give him time to fulfill his his vision. I want him to be able to do whatever he wants. I really do because I'm a huge fan and I'd love for it to continue. But I'm also not. I'm also at the point where I'm like, if he is done, I'm okay to let it go. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's good. But if they're going to let him do more, by all means, go for it. All right. here. Because I thought there was something I read that he's doing something called SnyderCon where they're showing a lot of his movies. Uh, yeah. I think this is, I think it's going to be part of that. Oh, wow. I would love to be part of that, dude. I'd love to go see that. I love, I love a lot of his movies. I really do. 
Except for which one? What's the one I hate a lot though? The one with the really weird one where it's like a sucker punch. Yeah, I don't like that one. I, that's a little too out there for me. <laughs> so just I was weird. so I was so excited for that movie, and then we watched it, and I'm like, oh, this is a mm-hmm. letdown. Yeah, it really was. It really, really was. I say what you will about his. 300, I mean, or not 300, uh, Watchmen. I love 300. I love it. Yeah, 300 was really good. Watchmen, I, he had to change the theatrical, the, the version of it from the book, the ending, yeah. because yeah. your typical audience wasn't going to be ready for that. I think today, after everything that's come out of other comic book movies, mm-hmm. you can get away with a giant squid coming through a portal and attacking. <laughs> it's, hey, we said enough clouds. If we can put up with clouds, we'll right. squid. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. No, that's I. I thought that that's a that's an interesting piece of uh, discussion to have about uh, his stuff. And then the only other thing I have comic book related, as far as just a, a topic of discussion, is did you hear about the Scott Pilgrim animated uh, thing that's supposed to be coming out on Netflix? I did with the original cast. I they even got Chris Evans. Chris Evans is gonna let, do a voice for it. I was like, "Dang, they got him to do it!" What? That's I'm amazing. excited. That was an underrated movie. I like that movie a lot, and I like that comic book a lot. I yeah, I do too. All, I love everything about Scott Pilgrim. It's great, and that movie's under. It is. It's super underrated. I think it's great. That was a period when um, people didn't understand that comic book movies weren't necessarily superheroes. Yeah, because you had that, and you had Ghost World as like the first two. That were really good, and that people really liked. But then you tell them, "Hey, that was a comic book." And they're like, "No, it's not. I, there was no spandex." Yeah. yeah God, that- I got. I have to. I'm. I'm doing the worst thing you could possibly do during a podcast. I am responding to a text, but it's my. Uh, mm. I will give. I'll tell you about it while I'm texting. My son's school had a uh, active threat today. Um, someone threatened. Hmm. Someone that doesn't a kid that does not go to his school was threatening uh, to come in and shoot up their school because a kid that does go to our school took a video of that kid doing something he didn't want him taking a video of doing. Now what was on the video I don't know, but he did make an actual threat to come in and shoot up the school and other schools besides our school. So hopefully that kid's gonna be rotting in juvie for quite a while, but we'll find out. Well, our school district had two of those this week. Oh, really? They did? Um, early, I, it was probably, I think it was Monday. We got an email that the schools were on soft lockdown because Wright City, which is, I don't know, 15, 20 miles further out west than us, uh, mm-hmm. there was a potential active shooter yeah. at, on the school grounds. Not in the school, but then yeah. they, revealed, they emailed later saying, no, it was a, a false alarm. Um, but the schools remained in lockdown for the rest of the day. Um, this is so sad. This is just so, it's so sad that it's commonplace and we just yeah. talk about it. like It's not a big deal. You know? uh, and then this is what days after the last school shooting. Um, but then the, yeah, yesterday there was another, there was a report of a kid bringing a gun to school and they, all the school said the school didn't go in lockdown. Um, but they said they were dealing with the student. I, doesn't sound like he had an actual weapon there, but some something was going on. Yeah, it's just it's it's sad. It's pathetic. Um, it's and what's even worse and more pathetic about it is that they turn they try to politicize it 
versus saying, what are we going to do to solve this problem and not make it a bipartisan and, and not make it, you know, left side versus right side. What 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 can we all come together and agree on to make it make sense and everything we can all agree on and, and protect the kids? That's all that should matter. That's all that should matter. Hey, everything is right versus left today. I know. I know. Like, did you hear the state of Missouri has uh, stopped funding for libraries? That's what I was reading while I was eating dinner before we, we got on here. It was yeah. on Reddit. It was a Reddit thread, and I was reading through some of the article about it. And yeah. It's just like, it's it sounds like it was repercussions for a lawsuit about some books. That about banning books. I guess we call it book banning, but I, was, I thought it was, and I guess my approach is probably not, it, my approach is, if it's has to do, you know, with I, if the kids are not thirteen or older, and it's got to do about sex, I don't want. I don't think the kids should really be reading it at that point. They're not old enough to comprehend what they're reading. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know if it was for books that are older that you know, at that age. I just don't. I don't know enough about it to comment beyond that. Yeah, I've I've heard that like books like To Killing Mock To Kill Mockingbird though are some that like people want to ban. Yeah, it's in that. Why would you ban that book? That's no. ridiculous. Yeah, it's so they're gonna read it. They're gonna read it at their school anyway. They're gonna tell the parents to buy a copy. <laughs> so what the hell? What are you doing? I told my kids they should all read it after I finished re- rereading it this summer. Oh yeah, that's a good one. I, I wish I could go. And I, I don't know if the plays already made its way in and out of St. Louis already, but the Aaron Sorkin version. I'd love to go see it at the Fox, but Jen just mm-hmm. not. She's not a big fan of. The, the story or uh, going to the theater or anything like that. But yeah, I love to see. It. It's one of my favorite stories. Yeah. So, did you hear about uh, Jonathan Majors? Yes. Yeah. Um, accused, but found uh, no that all cleared of all charges and all that stuff is what I, I think I last heard. I think so. There's so many different accounts. Um, so yeah, he was arrested for domestic abuse, um, <laughs> but apparently he's released texts showing. Uh, that the woman involved, I don't know if it's his wife, girlfriend, what, uh, said, look, I'm not pressing charges. It was a miscommunication. I don't know how she had signs of visible abuse on her. I I haven't read that much into it. Um, But then at the same time, there are people that, like, if you talk to the Yale theater community, there's no surprise by this. Huh. Huh. So he's he's a known abuser within a small community, apparently. Or maybe has anger issues or something. I said roid rage, dude. And when you got to pack on the muscle for Creed Three to be, you know, with your shirt off in front of the whole world, right? Yeah. I don't know. It could be that. <laughs> that's what I. That's the first thing I said. Is roid rage because the dude's cut. Yeah. The dude got cut for that movie, but okay. So, so is Kevin Feige sitting here sweating right now until all this is dealt with? Mm-hmm. He, well, because that's their guy. <laughs> he's the big bad. He's the next Thanos. <laughs> so he's a big deal well, going forward. And he's supposed but, to be showing up everywhere. Because uh, did you did you see Ant Man? Did we talk about that? Yeah, we did. Okay. Yeah. yeah, okay. I didn't remember for sure. Um, yeah. So since they've, I mean, they've set up that he's in the next season of Loki, and the rumors are he's going to be the bad guy in the next season of Moon Knight. Yeah, but uh, R- Ramatat. How you said pronounce it? Ramatat. Ramatat. Yeah. 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 So. So I mean, he's gonna yeah. show up everywhere. 
So they better hope this blows over. I, I'm wondering if hush money was paid out to a certain lady. That's what I wonder. Yeah, but I don't know. He beat the crap out of me. Oh, here's a couple million dollars. Oh, it was okay. <laughs> I'll take a punch for... I let him punch me for five yeah. million. Sure, why not? <laughs> I fell on his fist. Exactly. Oh, God. Or, um, who was the football player that got in trouble for it a few years ago? And then... Yeah, and then his wife's like, well... Jesus told him to or something. <laughs> Jesus told him to beat my ass. Because <laughs> oh, no. then someone made the meme of Jesus over his shoulder as they're getting on the elevator saying, you should hit her. Oh, my God. That's so wrong. <laughs> okay. But, yeah, no. Uh, any other comic book news that we need to cover? Or do we pretty much hit on all of it? I don't think so. Most of the Marvel stuff I'm picking up is really spoilery stuff, and I don't really want to mm-hmm. do that to you. Yeah, no, no, I, I, I'm still not even reading comic books at this very moment, even though you gave me the Black Hammer stuff to read, but, and I have, um, Supergirl, uh, Woman of Tomorrow at the library ready to be picked up, I just didn't go get it yet, so I'll be reading those here, those will be my next things to read, but, um, I'm still just focused on, uh, my Project Hail Mary book, yeah. which, it's, it's so good, <laughs> his writing is phenomenal, I just, can't praise it enough. I'm just, I wish I were a faster reader. I think I'm just a slow reader when it comes to non comic book books. <laughs> so I, I'll get through it as quick as I can. That might be the next book I read. Yeah. I highly recommend it. Um, yeah. I, I'll have to steal it from my daughter cause it's been sitting in her room for like two years now. Yeah. So, all right. Um, homework. What, you got any homework to share? I haven't done much watching of anything. Okay. Um, I've done a lot of reading. I, I went back so I have Goodreads that tracks everything I read. Mm-hmm. I've read between books and graphic novels. It's like 24 right now. Oh, wow. Um, so you're on pace for a hundred for the year. But the crazy thing is I finished eight books this year so far. Oh, okay. Last year I read 12 books total. About one a month. <laughs> nice. yeah, so, good. but I, I'm getting a lot of free, um, uh, preview copies of books, so I'm reading a lot of those and trying to get reviews out on them. Okay. But I just finished a book called Dark Matter. Okay. Uh, it's by Blake Crouch. It's a multiverse story. Uh, so that's after like your, that's for you, right there. Yeah. After I saw everything everywhere, I I I heard about the book, and so I bought it, and it sat on my bookshelf the whole time, and I'm just fun like I'm just gonna read it. God, it was so good. So basically, the story is this guy is a professor. His uh, he professor of astrophysics or something, some something smart, sciency that I'm way above my head. Um, mm-hmm. um, and his wife was an artist, but they both kind of gave up their bigger careers when they had a kid. Okay. And so he goes to see a friend of his, his college roommate who was winning these scientific awards and he's got the life of the single guy and he's famous and all this stuff. And on his way home from meeting him, he gets kidnapped and ends up in a different universe. Oh, okay. And you just get sucked in. It's so good. Um, I highly recommend the book. Okay. Um, for comic book people, like you hear, they they give a little bit of science explanation of how the multiverse could work. I'm like, mm-hmm. ah, this really works in my head. Mm-hmm. So highly recommend that book. Um, yeah. I read Mark Miller and uh, Simone Bianchi's uh, <laughs> Sharky the Bounty Hunter. 
Mm-hmm. How was that when you were talking about that? You were talking that up last week. Yeah, I, I that was when I picked up at the Comic Con. Mm-hmm. I stand by what I said last time about Mark Millar, where he is the Michael Bay of comic books. You know what you're getting when you're going in. Uh, mm-hmm. It was a fun read. Very, it hit on a lot of the basic tropes of this bounty hunter. You saw a lot of the story coming, but it was still a lot of fun. Uh, basically, Sharky the bounty hunter is going was, for. You, I'm sorry, you got that in a trade format, or was yeah, it, I got uh, it a trade. Um, Sharky the bounty hunter is going for the big, the big score where. He picks up a kid that he's supposed to take home. His ex gets involved, and the bounty is not what they think. So I'll, I'll just leave it at that in case you want to read it. It looks like it ties into. I can get a used copy of six bucks on, uh, on Amazon. <laughs> that's where I can find it. Six bucks on Amazon. Used that's copy. that's about right. I think I paid five for it at the convention. So I will say the end of it, they make a stop where they drop off somebody at a random location and it's earth in Las Vegas. So I think it types in the super crooks. Oh, nice. Cool. Yeah. So, cause, cause I think so he, all of these, he's trying, he's really trying to interlude or, you know, intertwine all of his books. Oh yeah. Cause I mean, right on the side of the book, it's got a Netflix logo. Okay. Cause I mean, they have all this stuff. So he's trying to build this shared universe there. I don't know if we'll ever see all of it, but I don't know. Yeah, he, well, you know, hey, as long as he's working towards it, you never know. So, yeah. Um, let's see. I finished uh, a Rover Red Charlie. That was the Garth Ennis dog book. Dog book. Yeah. Fun read. Definitely out there. Um, I, I would recommend it for a one-time thing. Uh, maybe not necessarily to buy it. I you can borrow my copy. This is it's like the zombie apocalypse, but from the from the dog's point of view. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it kind of shows how crappy people are. Yeah. Well, we we already knew that. Yeah. And Garth Ennis likes to point that out a lot. So. <laughs> he doesn't like people. So. Um, <laughs> trying to think, I'm going through uh, the lock and key stories. Mm-hmm. I got the box set for Christmas, which had the six trades in it. I'm like, it's finished. I'm going to finally pick it up. Four trades into it. I really like it. And then I read this week that he's doing a prequel series. I'm like, damn it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I just want creators to leave their stuff alone. Yeah. And that's, hey, or sometimes just tell creators not to touch stuff they have no business writing. Like, Bendis with Superman. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I'll let that go at some, at some point in life. So the, the book I'm working on right now, uh, Mike Greenberg, ESPN. Uh-huh. It's called uh, Got Your Number. Okay. So the basis of the book is they were sitting there doing his show during the pandemic, and they had nothing to do, so they just kind of hung around the studio after they would record. Okay. And they would talk about sports. And so they were talking about uh, they were trying to name the are trying to rattle off the numbers of all the Hall of Fame quarterbacks, and they realized how many were number twelve. Yeah, and it got him to write this book where he's going through and he's giving the best player of any sport at every single number. Oh, okay. So, like for example, 
let's 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 work through this All right. for baseball. Well, let, let's start at number one. Okay. It's like the number one. Well, as far as for that, number one, like let's name an individual athlete that wore number one. That'd be the best. Yes. Ozzy Smith. Yes. Okay, so he did go. Through. And I was kind of surprised by that, but he said his defense was at such a level we'll never see it again. Probably like, okay. You're, you're but I'm trying to think of who else wore number one that you can really... I don't know. That That's the one thing I've noticed about the book that I wish he would have done is where he would have listed a, a few other people. Yeah. I don't like... Because like number three is going to be a little bit hard, I guess. No. No? I'm trying to think. He didn't list Babe Ruth, did he? Yeah. <sighs> but... But he also explained at the time when they created numbers for sports in baseball, yeah. your numbers where you hid in the order. Uh, I didn't know that. Yes. That's interesting a little bit. Okay. Because Lou Gehrig was number four. Yep. That makes sense. He batted after Ruth. Oh, okay. And okay. one of the things he says in the introduction is, you're not going to agree with this book. <coughs> yeah. And so I was fine until I got to number five. And he he put Joe DiMaggio as number five, but it was more of a personal thing where it was his dad's favorite player. Oh, okay. And I'm like, Pools? well, yeah, if you look at the numbers, Pulse is probably the greatest number five of anything. So, so I'm to, And I'm just trying to think of other sports of guys that were number five. And and that's where it's hard because I'm – I think I'm on ten, and half of them have been baseball like, players. If you, use, can you, if you use a college number, I, some people might not agree with this, but as far as from dominating a sport, which I'd still take pools, but just for argument's sake, and number five, mm-hmm. like Reggie Bush, or number five in college, yeah. and he dominated the college game unlike anybody for quite a while. <laughs> that guy, he was he was must see TV uh, for college football. Yes. So, but I'm, and I'm just struggling trying to think of other number fives. To be honest with you, yeah. So. Here, number one was Ozzy. Number two was Derek Jeter. Uh, Al McKinnis for me. No. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I get Jeter. I totally yeah. understand. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, three was Ruth. Four was Bobby Orr. I could see Lou Gehrig, too, though, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Bobby, I, get, I get Bobby Orr. Yeah. Well, he said Bobby Orr is probably one of the two greatest hockey players. He's the best defenseman that ever played, which is hard to argue against that. Well, here and the, well, the best. That's always a hard argument to have in hockey now. Where if you thought, if you took Bobby Orr and put him in the NHL now, do you think he would be? Yeah, because the game has changed so much. A guy's not, a guy like exactly. that's not going to score as much. He's not going to score, and he's going to people are going to skate circles around him. Yeah. <laughs> Could you okay. imagine guys trying to play against like a guy like Kale McCarr from Colorado with as much speed as that guy has on defense? Yeah. Or, or just think about all the speed in the league now. All yeah. these guys would be like, I can't keep up with them. <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, if they had the same training regimen that these guys have nowadays, yeah. it's hard to say. Now, how far of a number? Like, did he go all the way up to 99? Did he do graphic yeah. at 99? Yeah, he goes all the way up. Uh, here, look up number, number 68. Was it Yager? Uh, let's see. No, not Yager. Offensive lineman, some kind, then I guess. No, you're you're really gonna kick yourself with this one. It's on the wall, Bush. Who? Bob Gibson. Sixty-eight. Yeah, he's forty-five. His number's forty-five. 
Um, some of these players had multiple numbers because he has Kobe Kobe at eight. Yeah, because Kobe's either eight or twenty-four. I get yeah. that. Um. Okay, he put okay, Gibson. He put Gibson. Okay, okay. It's not necessarily numbers. He put Gibson at sixty-eight because nineteen sixty-eight was the season where he completely dominated. I thought we were doing jersey numbers. That's, He's changing the game. He did. <laughs> so I'm gonna have to find the point where he does that because yeah, okay. the the first twelve were all numbers, and that's what I yeah. assume the book was. Because then look at sixty-six. It should be Lemieux. Yeah, let's see. I mean, you're spoiling the book for me at this point, but <laughs> sorry, sixty-six <laughs> is Lemieux. Okay, I, I can sleep. Well. I'll sleep well now. I, okay. I got problems with sixty-eight, though. I'm letting you know right now. Yeah, <laughs> I got a problem with that. Because <laughs> as soon as I say that, I'm like, sixty-eight doesn't sound right. Six, I, sixty-eight with Gibson makes sense, but not for jersey number. Yeah. Okay. All right, that's a fun game. Maybe we should try that. We should, we should try to come up with yeah. something if we could. I just have a hard time. Certain numbers just like. I'll name someone that wore number twenty six. That was good. I was like, what? I can't think of anybody that wore twenty six. That's good. Yeah. Um. So so maybe at some of these he's just. Yeah, that's when he goes to the years when he can't find anybody. Twenty six. Oh, okay. Twenty six is uh. Elid. Kipchoge. Uh, he's a marathon runner. <laughs> Get out of here with that crap, please. Yeah. So, no, I think it was 10. I think 10 was Pele. I can see that. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I am too. I'm okay with that. Um, In- interesting fact, though. The first year Pele was in the Olympics for Brazil, they messed up the jerseys and didn't give numbers to individual players, so they just did them at random. And he got number 10, um, and it's stuck with him ever since. Really? Yeah. Well, there you go. Interesting. Yeah. See, nice little history tidbits in there. That's cool. The the nice thing about this book is each entry about each player is like two to three pages long, so it's it's okay. pretty quick pretty read. Cool. Yeah. That sounds okay. Very cool. Yeah. Right. So uh, is that is that all your homework there? I think so. Uh, you, you can go through a few things. I'm gonna look and just make sure I'm not missing anything. Okay. Um, I got around to watching the Magnificent Seven remake uh, with Denzel. Yeah, Chris Pratt. Um, those are your, your two biggest names from the movie. Yeah, and I know you're not a Western fan, but I liked it. I liked it a lot. It was Antoine Fuqua. Um, oh, Ethan yeah. Hawke was in it as well. So you had Ethan and Denzel in the movie teaming up together again. It was cool to see those two together with the original director from Training Day. No, oh, yeah, so I liked it. I liked it quite a lot. Um, I've never seen the original. I'm sure the original. I mean, that's a classic Western. Um, I probably should have watched it, but I like this. I like. I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, let's see. Oh, I want this was an interesting one, and your daughter might appreciate. Well, no, I don't. Guess she's not. She's into horror movies, but maybe not horror documentaries. Then mm. I watched the the documentary, the making of the It, um, uh, TV series from back okay. in uh, what was it 90s? I guess at that point. Yeah, maybe, I think so. Late, early, something like that. Something like that. Uh, Basically, it, it just it was really interesting. It was really interesting because it was the movie. It was something that was never even supposed to happen. Right. They, they couldn't figure it because they always wanted to do the ad- adaptation of it. It was just how do you do it, and then also how do you do it for at that time uh, a TV audience, right. also still also still make it scary. And they they uh, they pushed every limit they could in order to get that thing to get through. Um, 
what's it called? Something in practices, whatever it's called, the one office that yeah on TV. But uh, it was really interesting. It's just sad to see Tim Curry. They had uh, a couple interviews with him in the in the documentary. Yeah, and such a brilliant actor, and then to see him just what was it? Was it a stroke? That I think that did it to him. I, I think, think so. Um, whatever he's got going God. on, it, it's like uh, looking at Val Kilmer. Really but uh, it's really interesting if she if she like I don't did she I, I'm sure she watched the did she watch the remake? Yeah. of, of it. Yeah, she did. Did you ever have her watch the original? I don't know if she did or not. Okay, and it might not hold. It might not be scary with these kids being as desensitized as they are. It might not hold up for them. Yeah, It'd be scary. But um, me growing up on that version of it, it was a really cool documentary to watch, and it's <laughs> it's really weird to see Seth Green in it <laughs> because in the movie he's the bigger kid. He's like one of the biggest kids in the movie. Yeah, but then when you see him as, he grow, as he's grown up, he's just one of the tinier guys and everything. <laughs> it's kind of like. He never grew up from his child roles. <laughs> kind of like Jerry O'Connell and uh, Stand by Me. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. So, so uh, off, off talk, off topic. But there was a thread on Facebook where it has all the pictures, and it was uh-huh. like showing actors with the CGI, and Tim Curry was one of them. Oh, uh-huh. I thought it was hilarious because you sit here and it's like sixty pictures, and you get to the last one, and it's. John Travolta and Nicolas Cage. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, man. Which, I, that's the movie I need to get from the library. I do need to get the Nick Cage movie. I got to see yes, that. Yes, you After do. All, the, or all the, the big thing coming out where you've got the Nick Cage thing where he looks over at him in the car and you've yeah. got Pedro Pascal just doing the weird smile thing. I got to see it for that scene alone at this point because yes. <laughs> I really want to watch it just for that. Yes, you do. Because you'll see so many references to Nick Cage movies, and you'll be like, "Yep, seen that one, seen that one." Oh, I know that reference. Nice. Um, I'm gonna save that one for last. That was my favorite thing I've watched this, this for in quite a while, actually. Um, we, I, th- I think we talked about Megan last time. Yeah, I, I watched the, the Megan movie. I guess I'll need to go over that one again. Uh, I watched John Wick one through three just because I'm in the back of my mind. I really think I'll make it to the theater for John Wick four. I I hope I do, but maybe I, I doubt I will. Those movies are so incredible. And the fact that they, I know they're planning on it, but the fact that they dropped the ball and didn't do a continental TV show about the hotel and they, all the other sets in it. They were supposed to. It was supposed to be an HBO Max thing, but I think it was canceled. It's, which is ridiculous. It's so stupid they didn't get that. I, who, you know how many people would watch that? Oh, I so know. So many people would watch it. It's ridiculous. So we need to watch three. I've, I've seen one and two, and we want to go to the theater to see three, uh, four, but we haven't yeah. seen three yet. And yeah. apparently they're going to do a. Uh, Anna de Armas spinoff series based off her character. I don't know if she's in. I think she only shows she'll up in four. Then she'll be in four because she yeah. was not in one or one two three. So. It's called the ballerina. Oh okay, cool. Yeah. Um, oh, and the ballerina that makes sense because there's a ballerina scene in number three. That's a really big scene. Okay. Well, not a big scene, but you could there, there's a there's a scene with. I'll spoil it too much. Never mind. Right. It, but it makes that makes sense that you say that about the ballerina. So. Hey. R.I.P. Lance Riddick. Well, and that's the biggest loss. That if you were going to do a Continental show, he's so amazing. As yes. A concierge that you, you can't replace him, I don't think. Be, no, you, you couldn't. Unless it's some kind of prequel and you get a younger actor to do it. That, that And that would be cool because then you get Ian McShane's character as a younger guy because he, he'd been at the head of the Continental for 40 years, I think is what the movie said or something yeah. like that, if I remember correctly. So, oh God, he's so good in that. But... You're not a Deadwood guy, though, are you? You never watched Deadwood. No. 
Oh my god. You need to go watch Deadwood. Go watch Deadwood. Nah, I should. Watch. He's, so, he's so brilliant in that. And then when you see him in the Continental, it's, he, I'm a big fan of him. He's he's an awesome actor. Yeah. And then let's see. I've gone through and I rewatched a lot of the 70s show. I don't I just just to have that's my background, just to have something on in the background. Yeah. And when you watch it, I don't think you'd get it produced today. I, all the jokes they do, it's it, it's we're we're, we're too twenty. It's too it's too much twenty twenty three these days to do a show like that, which is why they made the ninety show. Yeah, because they they made it in a way that fits today's sensitive people. They they <laughs> could water it down enough. That exactly because man, the humor back in there, I was so great. It's it's it it's our it's our era's humor. We 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 appreciate the humor that was in the old show. So. Did you cringe at all at Hyde, just knowing no. how no. Danny Masterson because is? Because I could se- I could separate the art from the artist. I can do that. I don't. I it's, it's the same thing when you watch uh, Kevin Spacey thing. Yes, I'm not going to not enjoy Seven or Usual Suspects just because he's a shit. He's a shit human being. Where the thing that he was in was really good. He was yeah. actually a really good. I, I I it didn't bother me at all because. It just didn't. I made the um, same comparison to a couple of buddies this week about CM Punk. I'm like, yeah. I want him to come back to AEW because I can separate Phil Brooks from CM Punk. Yeah, it's yeah. just like listen to Michael Jackson music and Kevin Spacey movies. I mean, it's at this point you kind of have to separate the two just to enjoy anything. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so there was that, and then um, but the, the the standout when you watched again. Mm-hmm. Say what you will about Topher Grace in regards to how his career went as far as he didn't make the right sh- – I don't think he made the right choice leaving the show to go do Spider-Man, but I think he had to. And it's you've been doing it for seven years, but yeah. you don't realize that at that point, once you get to season eight, I think it's like 200 episodes because I think some of the seasons have like 27 episodes in them. Yeah. And that's a lot. That's a lot of playing the same person over and over. So I get it. It's just it, hindsight being what it is. I don't think he made the right thing, but he was – so good in that show. His, his comedic timing is amazing. Say what you will about Ashton Kutcher. His Kelso character is phenomenally funny. Oh, yeah. It's, it cracks me up nonstop in that show. Nonstop. He's so funny. All right. So he did, Topher Grace did leave and did a decent movie with uh, uh, Dennis Quaid, where he was Dennis Quaid's boss. Yeah, I've heard. I- I know which one you're talking. I don't know the name, but I know I I know in good company. Speaking of, yeah, in good company. Yeah, yeah. He did well in that movie, yeah. but yeah, Spider-Man yeah. three. Um, but if you as far as like other movies, I like the one where it's called Take Me Home Tonight. I don't know if you ever saw that yes. one. Yes, set in the eighties. Yeah, it's set in the eighties, and the reason why I like it a lot is not because of him so much, but the 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 um, supporting character that's in it. I, he's hilarious. He yes, a great um, job in that movie. I can't think of his name. He was in right Walking. Now. He was in Walking Dead. He, he was in that. Um, uh, <laughs> I'm I mean, trying to remember some few other things that he was in, but it's a, he's just a really funny uh, comedic actor. I like him a lot. Yeah, I'm, I'm pulling it up yeah. right now. Um, but, and the only other reason I was going to bring up Topher Grace was because I saw him recently on a podcast yeah. where he was talking about how much of a Star Wars fan he is. Have you heard of the Topher Grace Star Wars cut? No. You were talking about Dan Fogler. Who? Dan Fogler. Oh, the the actor we're talking about? Yeah. The side character? He was in uh, the uh, Fantastic Beast movies. Ah, okay. Yep, no, that, yep, yep, yep. Yeah, no, he's, but he's really funny in that, that Take Me Home. He was. He was really funny. I didn't realize Um, Chris Pratt was in that movie. 
He's in that movie for real. He's uh, Kyle Masterson. He, the girl that Topher Grace liked, I think that was her boyfriend. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. It's so funny when you go back and watch movies like that. You're like, oh, hey, we see you when you were nobody, <laughs> kind so, of thing. This makes sense because Anna Ferris was in the movie too. That's probably where they met. There you go. There you go. Yeah, put two and two together there. But um, no, I was going to ask you. I'm going to say, did you see the? Have you ever heard of the Topher Grace Star Wars cut? No, I haven't. He did a cut where he meshed the three prequels into mm-hmm. one movie. Yeah. He did an edit of it, and apparently it was amazing. Like, people were raving about it, but it'll never see the light of day because Lucas and all of them would sue him over it. Yeah. But he did a screening for it at one point, and only one audience ever saw it. But it lives on in legend, apparently, online somewhere, where how his cut was just, it, it made it so, it made the prequel so much better. Yeah. And so I, I was always curious if you've ever heard anything about it. And I'd always love to see if there's some way to get some kind of like, What's the word I'm thinking of? Under the table version of a, a bootleg. Yeah. A bootleg version yeah. of that. I'd love to see if I can find a way to watch that. So, yeah. Edited together uh, the pre- three prequel movies into a single 85-minute feature film. Uh-huh. Um, apparently, he edited all 10 Star Wars movies into one trailer. Oh, really? He did? Oh, so yeah, he's a, I didn't realize he's such a big Star Wars guy. But, I mean, what's funny is about it, his character in the 70s show is a huge Star Wars nerd. <laughs> so His, his daughter in that 90s show is Leia. I know, right? So the the dude, yeah, they they love their Star Wars for sure. So, um, and the last thing I got for you, I say my 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 favorite thing. Oh, hold, hold on, hold real on. quick, real quick. Tover Grace made a two-hour cut of The Hobbit from Peter Jackson's. Huh. So is that his is that his hobby? He just takes really long trilogy movies and puts I guess them down so something that's a little bit shorter for people. <laughs> okay, so uh, this was a few years ago, but it says if you look up Star Wars always, Star Wars always on YouTube. Let's see if I can find it out there. Um, that's his cut. And so of, it is out there. I'm I'm looking really? to see. I, I might have to watch this. I thought they. I thought they. It can't be because I thought they. I, when I was listening to the podcast, he made it sound like no one ever see the light of day of it because because Disney and Lucas would just lose their shit about it. Probably, What's it called uh, again? Star Wars what? Star Wars always. That's no. That's like the trailer. Five, cut. I see a little five minute thing. It's it's okay. it's a ten minute cut. Oh no, a single five minute trailer of the ten movies. Okay. Oh, is that what that one is? Yeah. Okay. I'll have to take I'll have to check it out. Yeah, I'm gonna note this down real quick. So, um, and then the last thing I'll share with you is and I thought I'd recommend it to you for your daughter to watch uh the movie Smile. Yeah. Did we talk about that in the last episode? I think we did. Okay. Well, I will just recommend it one more time, though. It, it was really, really good. Favorite thing I've watched in quite a while. It was a really, really good movie. Got, got, it had plenty of jump scares in there that got me pretty good, and I always enjoy a good horror movie that gets me. So Yeah. But uh, other than that, I think that's it. Just reading my book, and then, uh, oh, watched another episode of Ted Lasso that came out last night, and Ted Lasso remains one of my favorite things on TV. It's so good. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's still early in the season. I'm really waiting for more of the Nate yeah. Uh, story to come out and i'm curious where they'll go with that but um this past episode was pretty funny and I, uh, 
Roy Roy Kent remains one of my favorite characters of all time. I think <laughs> I love Roy Kent. <laughs> so I haven't seen the one that came out yesterday, but the season is so good. I I will watch anything Bill Lawrence does. Absolutely, man. Oh my god, it's just uh, I, I can't talk about because I'll ruin, I'll spoil it. So it's just oh, last night's episode was just. There's very few things on TV that make you laugh out loud anymore, and this thing had me laughing out loud. Yeah, <laughs> quite a few times. So, yeah, I love it. It's still. I'm just. I, and I hope. I thought I'd heard that this is the last season, right? They're not going to push it beyond this one. The the original plan was three seasons. Okay, but it I was also. I don't, want, I don't want to outstay its welcome, kind of thing. Yeah, and well, and it was also supposed to be ten episodes a season, but they pushed for extra episodes last year, so that's why we got Christmas and the Coach Beard episode. Yeah, which I hope we get another one like that. Give me another oh, Coach Beard episode that has nothing to do with the show at all. Yes. I'll watch that all day. Because <laughs> it's not a spoiler, but I will say, kind of okay. Coach Beard has one great moment in this episode that you're just like, oh, no, wait, two great moments, two. And I'm just like, Coach Beard does not get enough screen time. There needs to no, be- he doesn't. Maybe they can do a spinoff show that's called Beard, you know, or something like that. That would be great. I would watch a spinoff show just with just like his adventures after Ted leaves the team or something like that. And they disband and he goes off to a different coaching job somewhere and he does something. Yeah, and I'd, I'd watch it really would because his character is amazing. <laughs> Coach Beard takes on cricket in India. Right. Something. Something. Really yes. <laughs> so. So have you started? So that's it. Yeah, that's, have that's you started? Have, have you started Mandalorian yet? I have not. Okay. No, because I can't get because Jen wants to watch it, but as far as finding a time to sit down and actually get through it, that's where we're we're like she she'll she'll sit down and make time for Ted Lasso. That's one that she yeah. will sit down. But as far as uh, the other one, I just it's, we have to find a time to just kind of do that. Because what was funny about I was watching Smile. She was getting ready for bed. I started the movie. She came out just to see what I was watching. Yeah. And so she's standing watching the movie for about fifteen minutes, and I'm like. Sit down and watch the movie. Like, <laughs> well, now I got to. I'm too deep in now. <laughs> so, I'm like, oh, yeah. so maybe if I just turn Mandalorian on, maybe she's just in the room, right? And I get her to sit down, then we'll start watching. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> so I've only seen the first two. I didn't see last week's, and I haven't seen this week's yet. Okay. But a character shows up in this week that's going to excite you. <sighs> From the animated show. From an animated show, yes. From an animated show. Well, because last year that was because what was it? It's Cad Bane, right? That was the guy from last year. That uh, no, that was oh. that was Boba Fett, but Ahsoka showed up oh, in the last Fett, season. Of Mando. Yeah. I'm trying to think of who it would be. Let. I got it spoiled for me. I'm not disappointed. I did. I got it spoiled. It's not. Okay. I don't think it has anything to do with the plot. But I haven't told Will yet. Okay. And he's gonna go nuts when he sees it, and he's gonna run upstairs and get the action figure. So here, so from Clone Wars, I'm gonna assume it's from Clone Wars. No, no, Bad Batch. No. Enemy. Oh, oh, Rebels. Yeah. Oh, we're getting a Rebels character. We're getting a Rebels oh. character. Don't spoil it. I'll, I want to watch it. Yeah. That makes me now excited oh, though. He I'm looks. Excited. That the character looks good. Really. Yes. Well, this is Mandalorian. It's Mandalorian, so it's the one with the what's her name? Uh, Sabine? Is that her name with the painted helmet? Right? Don't tell me. Yeah. Don't tell me. That's what, that's that what that is Sabine, but I'm not going to say anything else. 
Oh, okay. Here we go. We'll see. I, I'm excited. I'll, I can't wait to watch it. Yeah, I, I'll get around to it. You know that. So yeah. At some point. We'll probably knock out Ted Lasso in the last two weeks of Mandalorian tomorrow night. There you go. Yeah. So, all right, man. Anything else on the docket? We all clear. I think we're all clear. All right. You still need to well, watch Shrinking. Ah. Uh, if I can't get around to me and Lauren, I don't know if I would get around to sh- I, I At some point, yes, I'll get around to it. They're half an hour episodes. They go by so fast. Okay. Is it what I need to pay attention to or is that background? Oh, pay attention. It, yeah, it's it. tell, tell Jen it's by the guy that made Ted Lasso and uh, uh, Roy Kent. They worked on oh. it together. Oh, Roy Kent wrote it? Yes. Oh. Is he in it at all? No. Oh. <laughs> no, but it's Harrison Ford and Jason Siegel together, and it's gold. Okay, all right. Now I know you're trying. You're, you're selling hard. I just got to buy. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> I. It's right there with Ted Lasso for me. Really? That, yes. ooh, that's high praise, dude. That's very high praise. Ooh. I mean, it deals with a lot of mental health stuff, so maybe it's hidden close to home at the same time. But okay, it's so good. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, no, I'll have to check it out. Yep. Um, but other than that, all right, sir. It's been good catching up. And all right. Until next time. All, all right. right. I'll see you. See you. Thanks for listening. You can find us on our website, nerdcast.com. It's N-Y-R-D-C-A-S-T. You can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube by searching at Nerdcast. The intro music is The Other Side by the Red Hot Chili Peppers, a Mad Dog remix made by Madeline Tierney. This week's featured song is No Spoilers, But Everyone Dies at the End by Lucius Malcolm. She lights another cigarette, counts all-